Are you conscious of your addiction? Refuse to be defined by it? Not satisfied with living your life on the surface? Are you drawn to deeper meaning and purpose? And believe that it's possible to grow through your addiction to experience true freedom? Well, welcome home. Share the journey from addiction to freedom with your host, Michael Gregory. Welcome back from Addiction to Freedom, Episode 4. So today we're going to explore some, let's say, false beliefs or things that kind of get in the way of really facing or dealing with an addiction. And I think also just to open it up a bit, because I think it's very easy if you haven't got an obvious addiction, let's say a drug addiction or something that's obviously debilitating in some way, if you haven't got an addiction like that, it's very easy to exclude yourself from this conversation. And what I'd really like to do is encourage us all, and I'm including myself in that, to to really have a look at what is holding us back from genuinely having free choice about things and experiencing a real freedom, a real ease and peace in just everyday normal interactions. So, yeah, let's, let's see where we go with this. That sounds great, Michael. What do you think would be the biggest false belief holding people back when we're talking about addictions? Well, I think, I think the easiest way to summarise it is to say that when we start to think that there's something external to me that's going to create a difference, it's going to create happiness inside of me. So, for example, let's take smoking, for example, because I'm familiar with that, that this cigarette is going to, if I have this cigarette, this is going to create happiness within me. Or let's say something like having more money, that this external thing, money, is going to create more happiness inside of me. Or having some other possession, let's say a car or a house or jewellery or clothes or even certain knowledge is going to make me inside feel happier. I think that's the biggest thing. I don't know if that... So you think if someone thinks, oh, once I have that house or that job, everything's going to be all right? Well, we all know that it's temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, we strive for something and receive it and then after a while, oh, you still, you still enjoy it and it does, it does make some difference but it's not permanent. It really doesn't change us on the inside for very long. Because you know, let's say you, let's say you work hard to to get that house or that car, let's say, and you finally get that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these things, but let's say you get that, and then um, driving it, and you're enjoying it, and when someone calls you on the phone, hopefully while you're not driving, but let's say they do, <laughs> and you're sitting in it, and something upsetting happens and you lose all that enjoyment even though you're sitting in the car that was meant to be giving you happiness so everything every object is like that really isn't it and i think that we're all addicted to this and i use the word addiction kind of with a bit of latitude because i think it really does apply we're all addicted to 
trying to create happiness by getting external things, even knowledge, you know. know, When I finally get this understanding, I'm going to be happy. When I finally, you know, solve this this problem, let's say, if only I could just get to that, (laughs) you know. Would you include relationships in that as well? When someone finally has that perfect partner, then they're going to have this happy life? Do you think people project that onto people, other people? Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, I think, in fact, we talked about this just a little bit before when we were preparing, which I'll just kind of catch you up on our conversation, <laughs> was basically we were talking about how, you know, ha- having that relationship, which is essentially another person external to me in a physical form at least, and then that let's say that person then says something upsetting and then suddenly I'm my happiness is gone. <laughs> so, and then if we take it to, so that's relationships, but we can take it also to other things like, you know, a bit stressed, I better go and have some medication or, you know, feeling a bit low in energy, I might go and have a coffee or, you know, or some other drug. I can't sleep, so I'll have a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> yeah. Something like I, that. I need that wine yeah. every afternoon or evening yeah. just to kind of, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with enjoying these things, but I think that we need to kind of think of that enjoyment as something that comes and goes. It's a feeling in the body that comes and goes, and then, which is different to peace. Yes. So if you're not getting your happiness from these external factors, where do you find it then? <laughs> <laughs> the big question. <laughs> There he goes, little cat. <laughs> well, because all the external things are temporary, and what, let's talk about external and internal. Like where does external stop and internal start? Because we have this way of – I just realised where this conversation is going to go. <laughs> I thought, I'm not going to pull out. <laughs> no, because we have this, this kind of predetermined – pattern that we impose on phenomena, which is that this is external and what's internal is inside my body and more particularly inside my mind. So let's say, because if you can chop off your finger, I I haven't, I'm still me. You know, if you chop off your hand or if it gets chopped off, I'm still me. Even have no legs, I'm still me. Hopefully I don't have to find that out. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, you can chop off your fingernail or your hair. Yeah. But chopping in your finger, we know that the person is still themselves. So so it's not so the body in a sense is included in the outside. Mm-hmm. So then that means that all of the body is included in the outside. You're oh. getting some nice cuddles here. <laughs> yeah. So that means then like we think is this true for you? Like, do you mm-hmm. think that really what's inside is what's inside your mind? Yes. Yeah. So then, but the body's temporary. Mm-hmm. And, but then what's, when we say inside the mind, are we talking about thoughts or feelings? Emotions. Emotions. So, so how do emotions show up? In actions or sometimes in uh, tears or laughter or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And feelings. Yeah. So actions in the sense if someone's going laughing or angry or whatever, actions, but it's essentially there's that, but there's also a feeling, isn't there? Mm. And so emotions are sensations. Mm-hmm. 
and thoughts together, mm-hmm. they can one or, or the other can be the can start like it's chicken and egg. Like you can have a feeling of sadness and then you start thinking about what that feeling's caused by. Let's say that somebody just somebody died or something, and so you start thinking, memor- remembering, and then that likes a feedback loop, more feeling. Mm-hmm. Or it can be the other way around. You can think, oh, no, this bad thing's going to happen. Then you might start feeling angry. Or you might, have think, you might think, oh, that bad thing did happen, did happen, and I've just discovered it, and now I'm feeling angry, even though it's past. So the past part is thought or imagination, you know, memory. Mm-hmm. So... Pussy. Pussy cat is giving you some enormous cuddles. I know. <laughs> She's very affectionate right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can hear a little belting. <laughs> so just for everyone who can't exactly see, there's a cat behind me. Actually, not my, even my cat. I'm minding one. And it's giving me, it's really rubbing hard up against me in an appropriate way. <laughs> in the most appropriate way. She's purring. Yeah. She's loving it, yes. So we're talking about what, you know, like we, let's just summarise where we've come to. Mm-hmm. We've said I think the biggest problem with addiction is this predisposition or assumption that happiness is going to be derived, come from external so getting something externally, mm-hmm. right? But we've said that that's temporary. It's yeah. a temporary, and it's temporary in the sense of a feeling that's temporary. Because when we when we talk about the pleasure, or um, <laughs> sorry, I got to laugh. <laughs> Is that uncomfortable? Um, well, she's really um, she's really getting playful now. <laughs> yeah. That's, we're talking about the cat is really kind of starting to attack me. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing well. Keep going. Yeah. So this type of pleasure from external things is a temporary feeling, and so then we're saying, well, you you ask the question, well, where what is where is you know more where's real happiness, mm. and um, and I was saying, well, I don't think it's from external, but what is external, and then we started to talk about what's internal and what's external. And we said, well, the body is external. And then we talked about the, is the mind, what we're talking about when we say inside, we talk about the mind. And so then we started talking about emotions and thoughts and imagination, memory. Memory is kind of an imagine, imagining of things that we have a classification called happened. You know, we give them a different quality than the imagination of a story that we say is fiction or not happened. It's still imagination. So question is, is that where we derive happiness from, from imagination, from memory, from thoughts, or other feelings that we in, in, in feelings in the body? So I would say I would say all of those things can be pleasurable and they can be not pleasurable, and all of those things come and go anyway, don't they? Yeah. The feelings come and go, the thoughts come and go, the memories come and go, the imaginary stories you know, the daydreaming, all of that comes and goes. So the pleasure also comes and goes, depending on how what it is. So what doesn't come and go, in order to get to that, then I'd say, well, who is who is viewing those thoughts? Who is thinking those thoughts? Or who is viewing that memory? Or who's viewing that story as it arises in the mind? Who is feeling that feeling? 
as it arises in the body. So all of these things coming and going. So if we can include all of those things because some because me is viewing those things. So who is me? Well, let's. Um, I'm just going to slow it all down for a sec, because <laughs> because that'll that because it's. I think it's really useful to sit where we are. Mm-hmm. But I agree, it's not, mm-hmm. we want to go there. So, who is viewing all of those mind? Let's call that mind phenomena. Mm-hmm. Well, that mind phenomena is coming and going, just like the body movement phenomena, or things that let's say are not seemingly connected to the body, like the furniture or cars or all of that out so all of but all of that presents itself to me like as a visual thing or an auditory thing from where i am here the rest of it beyond what you can see what's behind you beyond what you can hear that is all imaginary i'm not saying it like for example that you could you can't see your car right now except you can imagine where it is and you say, I know where my car is, it's over there. And the amazing thing is, is that you've got this automatic kind of geolocation thing going on in your mind. But right now, the car is only alive in your imagination, right here. The amazing thing is, is that you can repeatedly walk to where the car is and validate the car is there. <laughs> but when you're there, it's a visual thing in front of you. But you haven't really gone anywhere because you're always here. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, like the you that is aware of whatever phenomena is always here. That here, that you, no matter whether you're in front of the car or whether you're sitting here, is always here, isn't it? So the me has not gone anywhere because the me was always here. I'm not just using words because you can't, you can never be there. You can only be here where you are. True? Mm-hmm. So, whenever we're, so we're always here and all of the other stuff is changing around here, including thoughts, including memories, including, you know, our beliefs, imagination, our feelings. So, all of that. We can include in the external, external, just for this way of presenting it. I mean, it's all one really, but just for, just for this idea of internal, external, thoughts, imagination, memory, feelings in the body are all external to me because the me, me who is always here is present to all those things and never changing. Is that true? That you recognize that, mm-hmm. like right now, you recognize that. Yeah. So, if we've now said that this is what I'm saying is that happiness is not from the external, that includes the feelings, the thoughts, the imagination. So, now let's focus on the internal, which we've kind of touched on by saying the internal is me, who is present, who is here, and who is here. Like, just Turn the awareness to who is here, who is observing everything, who is hearing. But we know it's not the body. The body is always seems to follow. It's always around the the me is the way I observe it. But we can chop parts of it off, and it's I'm still complete, right? 
That's not the body. I can have thoughts or not have thoughts, and I'm still me, complete. So all the things that are changing, they're not necessarily able to provide us with a stable happiness. So the thing that is where I'm leading to, the thing that does give us a more stable happiness is becoming aware of who like I am, what I am, and in that awareness there's peace. But inherently, which means automatically, by its very nature, there's peace. So you would say that is our natural state, to feel peaceful? Yes, when, when we're not participating in the external. It's also natural, I think, that we don't participate, that we do participate in the external and we have this misunderstanding about happiness coming from interacting with the external. Mm-hmm. But, but real peace is, is actually when we're more aware of me as here and starting to focus on that then the, the peace starts to arise and there is a subtle joy with it as well but there's always this kind of there's always these things to try and draw our attention away from that and even to misunderstand that that the me is this body or is this personality or is this person that has this history and these roles these outlooks, these abilities, that all of that isn't, it's phenomena that is closer, kind of appears more often, but it's not necessarily me. I mean, the question of what the me is, is I think interest, well, can't be answered by thinking about it. Yeah. Did I answer that? You did answer that. Yeah. I'm just thinking right now how that links to feeling free, freedom. Well, if you are more aware of who you are, what you are, as here, present here, then you're less, and that's a feeling of peace, and that's a continual, that doesn't change. In fact, it only grows. Well, I wouldn't, our awareness of it grows, and it's more stable. So then there's less of a temptation to try and, spend a lot of effort getting happiness from the external, whatever that external is. You know, oh, you took my seat. Oh, you're using my cup. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like my cup. It's kind of a waste of time to be worried about my cup or my seat because it's completely transferring the focus from my presence here to, to that cup somehow being really part of me which is really not, that cup can be completely smashed and I'm still complete. (laughs) So I think, you know, and there are some things that we continually feel that we need for whatever reason. And there are some things that are harder to disconnect from, which I think is more traditionally called an addiction. But it's the same process of whether we're attached to our car, I crave to be in my car versus... I crave for a drug and because of the feeling that it gives me, the feeling comes and goes and then I need it again. And what am I going to be without it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, there's, there can be all sorts of reactions around that. So I think just to summarise is what we're saying is that the biggest thing that I think gets in the way of dealing with addiction in the widest sense, which is really kind of an attachment to getting things from the external 
biggest thing that gets in the way of that is believing that that's going to give us happiness. And that's kind of a default, isn't it? And the reason why I'm describing it like that is because I really don't like the definition that addiction applies to only some people Mm -hmm. and the majority of the population are not addicted, which is, I don't, I just don't think that's true because we are all addicted to what I was just saying. We're addicted to getting, thinking that and habitually believing without question that organizing the things on the outside is going to give me happiness. And we're constantly going from one, organizing one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. We're never stopping and actually just enjoying being, you know, stopping. Because sometimes when you do stop, you know, when you go on holidays Mm -hmm. and you're organizing, you're getting everything together in the suitcase, you go to travel, you travel, get to the hotel, to the next thing, to the next thing. Oh, I've got to go and see this thing. I've got to go and have this meal. I've got to try that. And it's all good. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. But I think what is wrong with that is if you're believing that the next thing's going to make me even more happier. You know, so accumulation of things is going to make me more and more and more and more happy. And finally, you just need to stop and rest. You just go, oh. And you just think, I just want to read my book today. I just want to have a day in. Mm-hmm. I just want to stop. And when you stop, after a while, you go, I really feel like I'm on holidays now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not the things or the place, it's the stopping. Not doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think you answered my question very well there. Okay. Thank was you. it going too far <laughs> into the rabbit hole? No, not at all. No. No, no, that was yeah. that was good. Yes. Okay. Well, I think maybe we can end. There. I think so too. Well, I'd love to I'd really love to hear what you're thinking. I don't know if that made sense or and, – and if it did or didn't, I'd really love to engage in that. So anyway, see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye.